Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mosul Top is a celebration, bitches. Nahaim. DJ Jarvie Jarvie. Girl, you're a star. Come on and dance, baby. And dance, baby. I know it. Girl, you're a star. Come on and dance, baby. Recording now. Uh, is this thing on? It's on. <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome world, to another episode of Models Talk to Safe Place for Keeping It Player, where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. It's your boy, Young SL. Uh, T Mac is on the other side of the camera. How you doing, young man? Yes, sir. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Healthy and handsome. Okay. Uh, that's a good yeah. response. That's a good response. Okay. Uh, on this, this week is uh, recording on the 28th, but uh, believe in a couple of days, oh, yeah, the big birthday. What's good with you, man? You know what I'm saying? Man, nigga's a whole grown ass man. 29, be 29 on the 29th. Um, it's a blessing to see 29, man. You know, uh, I'm happy where I'm at in life. I'm looking back on the year that just passed and where I was at last year, and I'm in a, a better place, you know. So yeah, man, my birthday is it's just it's weird because like I don't get to like celebrate how I would like to, you know, like be around friends and family and turn up like that, but still, you Ooh, know. You got plans or something? Um, little plans, you know. I took a whole bunch of time off from work, so I won't be I won't be uh probably from now to the end of the month, I'm not going to work. And yeah, first first week of July I got off. So, you know, I'm going to go home and check on the fam and do some shopping and some sightseeing and shit like that. 
Shout out to you. Use that PTO, man. I, I need to use my PTO. I don't know why I'm hoarding it away. Uh, I should just, like, go ahead and drop it. Like, I'm taking this whole month off. And I but think bro, that's it. Go ahead. You haven't had any time off from work, have you, since COVID? Yes, yeah, not since COVID. Last time I was off was probably in December, like, for Christmas time. Maybe. See, it's, it's June, bro. Like, even though you haven't physically been in the office, bro, you've been clocking, you've been working every day. So you need that time. Yeah. And I'm taking my time. Bro. Like, I'm taking my time. Yeah, I think, you know, low-key, I think that's what's been uh, really fucking with my mentor at, at this moment. Like, you know, I can't go anywhere. You know, the world's in shambles, and I haven't even taken no time off. Like, you know, it's been fucking with my mentors for a little bit. You know, I kind of miss human interaction, even though – can't really have it at the moment. Me, bro, me too. Like, I've been thinking, I was like, shit, man, I want to do something for my birthday. I was like, what if I get an Airbnb and just invite people over there to kick it, like do a small function like that? Like, cause I had, a, I've had a little taste of social stuff. Like uh, my man's Dave graduated and we went to a little cookout for him and going and hanging out with some homies out here. But you don't realize, like, so it's fun to be drunk around your friends, my guy. Like, yeah. Man, I miss y'all niggas, man. I miss y'all niggas. Bro, and, but I'm, I'm about to just hop on a plane and go somewhere, too, in July. Just fuck it. You know, it's, uh, American Airlines just said, fuck it, we not about to do no social distance anymore. Pack the plane, so. Damn, I fly it. American. Yeah, they're going to pack that plane out, so. Yeah, make sure you get that mask with you, I guess. Bro, I'm going on a plane like night, like Naomi Campbell. You see how she be flying? She got the whole suit, bro. Everything, everything. It's like, man, I just be seeing niggas traveling to like Miami and shit, like in Atlanta. I'm like, yo, these places are gonna. Bro, they gotta let the thought, the thought gotta come out, bro. I was, I've been trying to tweet this, but and be appropriate about it. The hoe is festering inside of people. That that the mixiness is festering. People niggas miss, niggas are missing being mixy. They can't. Missing it. I'm missing it, and I'm not even that nigga. Like I'm like, I want to just be out amongst people, looking good, flirting, popping bottles. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's people. The hoe inside of people has been bubbling up for three months, and they can't hold it in no longer. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Then, I'm telling you, the country, the weapon. go ahead. I'm gonna say the rest of the world about to shut us off. They about to say y'all niggas can't come visit us. That's gonna Bro. be sick. I think Europe. Somebody told me Europe already did it. <laughs> they about to put a travel ban on America. Yeah. Fuck it, man. We don't listen. We need a taste of our own medicine. This COVID, like you, like you know what I'm saying, people have said it before. It is. It's trying to teach us a lesson. And if motherfuckers don't learn the lesson, the shit. Shit. I don't know what to tell you. Mm, where are you planning on heading off uh heading out to? Uh, it's a couple of joints on the short list. I was looking at Niagara Falls, um, Memphis. Uh Vegas got scratched. So I was like, nah, niggas in Vegas got the COVID. Niggas in Vegas got COVID. <laughs> they not showing the numbers in Vegas, but Vegas got I know Vegas is nasty. Um Memphis, I said Memphis. Um yeah, that's it, right? It's really between Memphis and Niagara, but, you know, you'll see when I start posting pictures. Why Niagara? Just for the Uh, Because, um... It's like that's all you can do. You know, it's like natural wonder, like, because, like, you could be kind of spread out from people. You could be in nature. You don't got to be, like, 
you know, you can see shit like that. And taking a little note from our man's Dotson, you know, do some do some explorer type shit, I guess. I don't know. I get that. I get that. I you know, I just need to be I just want to be around some water and some and some drinks. That's all I really want at this moment. Just to get out on like somebody's beach. I mean I could do that, but I know the beaches are gonna be crazy, especially this week. Hell yeah, bro. So, that's probably dead. <laughs> hey bro. I mean you gotta go out in the world, but it's like you wanna do it the right way. You don't wanna yeah. be exposing yourself to no other shit, but listen. The way your afro is growing, I think you could. Um, I feel like the strength of all of our ancestors. Oh, grow- listen, I, I I tweeted this a couple of days ago. I'm in conflict because I'm feeling the ancestral vibes coming through my temporal lobes because of the <laughs> afro I'm growing, but I'm also missing a fresh fade. You know what mm. I'm saying? Oh, you know what you should do? Just get get the young shit. Get the uh. Oh, the, the <laughs> get the duke. Like you know what I'm saying, get you I'm a little bit too old for that, my nigga. I'm about to be thirty in this piece. Like, nigga, I know fifty year old niggas they they get cornrows. And they look nuts. No, I want cornrows. I want cornrows. I think I would look good. I think this is also like a, um, you know how uh, old men they go through a uh, midlife crisis. I'm in mm-hmm. my pre midlife crisis in my rebellious stage because I was never able to have braids growing up. Mm. I was in the military, and he was like, he wasn't letting that shit rock. So now, like, I'm like, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you trying to be rebellious. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter now. He doesn't really care anymore, but, you know. But, you know what? Speaking of rebellious, that fucking Confederate flag got banned by NASCAR, my G. Shout out to them. Shout out to NASCAR. Shout out to NASCAR. They did the right thing. It only took... I don't know how many years to remember that. Nigga, was. 1865, nigga, since that shit, since that shit was over. But um, when you talking about being a rebel, I that's why them white people like that flag so much because, first of all, most of them are not. I ain't never seen no doctors, lawyers, you know what I'm saying upper echelon people fl- flying that flag. Even though I'm sure they do, because you know racism ain't got no class. But um, they like that rebel that rebel uh, brand, that rebel, you know what I'm saying? Because they're like, yeah, we're outcasts. They like that, that rebellious shit that draws them to the flag, you know what I'm saying? Especially the Southern people, they like that shit. They're like, yeah, we shoot guns, we drive fast, we fuck bitches, we get our, you know what I'm saying? Big balls, we ride bulls and shit. <laughs> like, that's why they like that flag, bro. And they don't want to put it down because they like that rebellious shit. You know, it's always going to be that, that shit to try to go against the current. And sometimes it's good to, to go against the current. But the current of good is going one way, and all these evil motherfuckers trying to go the other way. Fuck that flag. Shout out to NASCAR, man. Bro, they lost the war. They lost. They, they lost. Got statues. I don't understand. Like, you know what? I Like, I, you try to understand people's coming, uh, their point of view, but I can't understand why you are so gung-ho on a Confederate flag. I'm going to tell you why they, they, they you, fly the flag because they can't. You're traitors. You're traitors to the American country to the you so american yeah you so you're so american you know you love america you know you gung ho about the red white and blue but you're you're supporting you love a flag a, a confederacy that tried to separate from the union traitors won mm-hmm. then they lost you lost mm-hmm. the war mm-hmm. so now you're rapping losers so now you're saying you're instinctually a loser 
Straight up. That's a loser's flag. That's a loser's <laughs> mentality. Like, what you mean? You all lost the war. And then, I mean. But they still like those guys. All that shit that shit stood for, they still like that, though. They like, yeah, fucking niggers. We'll hang them up. We'll string them up. We'll shoot them. They like that shit. But, um. Yeah, shout out to NASCAR. And that noose, bro, that new shit they tried to say was a, a pull, bro. That shit was a fucking noose. That's a noose, my nigga. Bro, don't know pull, son. The way that they tied the top of that shit, son, we know what a noose looked like, bro. Yeah. And, and not to take away the fact that niggas is getting hung randomly around the country. Speak on it. Speak on it, young sir. Son, like, motherfuckers, bro, they, try, they, they do that shit to put fear in us because, bro, it is a fact that white people used to kill niggas whenever they felt like it. If they got riled up enough, wasn't nobody going to stop them. They wasn't going to jail. It wasn't about to be no repercussion. We about to kill this nigga and go on about our daily lives. One less nigga. So Damn, that, that shit means something, bro. And they like to, they like to scare people, you know? That's, what they got, that's all they got is fear because they damn sure don't got no intelligence. The white, the, the white racist scare tactic book is so outdated. It's like y'all, y'all don't y'all don't want to revisit the scare taxes anymore. Like you throw a noose up, you, you know we don't start cowering it in our, our boots, you know. But then, it. but then, but they try to do that shit. But then they pussy. If you really put the noose exactly, up, exactly, be like yeah, we put a noose in his shit. Then they would be like, no, that's a that's a that's a garage pool, my G. Never now you're insulting my intelligence. Come on, son. Like, and if you saw the the so if to the listeners that if they're not aware of the NASCAR situation, there's a black uh, NASCAR driver. His name was Bubba Watson. I believe his last name is Watson. His I first think name Wallace. Was Bubba. Wallace. His first name was Bubba. Shout out to shout out to Bubba. Uh, he's a black NASCAR driver, and recently he he has a garage where his car is at, and he walked in, and I guess there's a garage pool that pulls the garage door down, like most garages. But it was in the shape of a noose. Now, ironically, it's in the only garage of a black person. The only one had a joint like that. His is the only one. Yes. So then NASCAR, and this is after they... they was this before or after they said they would have fucked This is it? after they banned the, the flying yeah. of the, the so, rebel flag and after like Bubba came out and like had Black Lives Matter shit on. Okay, so now like you think all these things are coincidental and uh, like, and now that that NASCAR had at the FBI, shout out to them, at least reaching out and say the FBI needs to investigate this for a hate crime or whatever. But the FBI investigated it and you know, I don't know why we just take the FBI's word or anything because they're, they're, racist, they're, racist, they're racist too and they've been, you know, complicit in a lot of the systematic racism in the world, but that's a different story for a different day. Talk about what they did to the Black Panthers. You know what I'm saying? So the, the FBI came out and said, you know what, this is not a news, it's a, a garage pool. Now, last couple of days, NASCAR has tweeted out, or they published a picture of what the FBI decided was a garage pool. If you are not aware what a news looks like, it's, it's a very, fuck. it's very, it's a noose. It looks, it is a noose. Cause so, the noose is, it's, you know what I'm saying? A noose, you could loosen it to put it around someone's neck. And then when you put the weight in it, it fucking tightens up and it does, and it, it's a fucking noose. But, um, I didn't want to get sad and talk about nooses and shit, but, uh, I did want to applaud NASCAR for that move because whether they doing it for car or not, what NASCAR was really kind of the last 
type of company you expect to do some shit like that because they so deeply rooted in the South. And they're the demographic of people that mainly, you know what I'm saying, patronize their businesses for show white. So it's like, they really made a stand. I think that's a pretty big stance, you know what I'm saying? Now it's only a drop in the bucket, some shit they need to do, but it's on the right path, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and um, weren't they one of the first major yeah, they companies to say like, yeah. we're not fucking with this shit no more? Like, that's a big statement, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, like you said, like, when we thought of NASCAR before, it was like, oh, well, that's, that's part of the culture, it's part of the lifestyle. I even tweeted it in my 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 thoughts, like you know what? So uh, it's sad that that bubble bubble went through all this, but you're a black driver in NASCAR. Like I felt like that should have been on the yeah, it's like, welcome packet. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna deal with that shit. But salute to NASCAR for being you know standing up and trying to be on the right side of history. Because if anything, the internet will not forget. We won't forget when and uh, you don't want to be on the wrong side of being a decent human being. Hell yeah. Shit. Niggas always gonna remember that fuck shit. Listen, negative shit always stick out in your head more than positive shit, so for sure. And um, you talk about the South, I got another segue. I'm about to segue the shit out of this episode. Let's go. Um, Let's go, sir. Segue, you talking about the South, Juneteenth. Celebration mm-hmm. of when the last slaves were told that y'all niggas is free. <laughs> it just recently passed. And that shit happened, I think it was a town in Texas, where these motherfuckers was still slaves, like, 10 years after <laughs> slavery ended, and someone had to come to them and be like, hey, tap them on the shoulder, like, hey, bro, you know you don't got to do this shit no more, right? Mm-hmm. And so we just <laughs> celebrated. Imagine just, being tapped. Imagine being tapped on your shoulder. Hey, bro. You know what <laughs> tapped, like, hey, bro. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, like you, slave. Like you, it's fucked up. It's like you working. 12 hours, and someone tell me, like, bro, you know you could have went home four hours ago, right? You know, you, you, know, you know you're not getting paid for these four hours you've been in this bitch doing this shit. But, um, but to the mat, that's to the extreme. But um, when, when was your team? The 21st, right? Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. It was uh, last Sunday. Yeah, yeah, so. No, no, last Sunday was Father's Day. So it was the fourth. The, it's the 19th. Yeah. My bad. It's not the 21st. It's the 19th. The 19th is Juneteenth. Yeah. But, um. What'd you do for Juneteenth? I uh, supported black businesses. I found uh, I went around and found some black uh, food trucks, and I supported their businesses. I love. I had, it. To, I had to work, unfortunately, for the white man, but I used some of his his money to support black businesses. I also had to work for the white man, but um, you know, out here in Richmond, eight day people been protesting at the Robert E. Lee statue, so I ended up going out there and um. I was out there, I, I brought my I brought my weed <laughs> and I brought some liquor. And I was like, shit, this Juneteenth, we said this is a black holiday, motherfucker. I'm about to celebrate. Like literally, I was like, shit, I'm gonna act like I'm gonna celebrate this holiday. So we, I went out there and we ended up marching to another statue on Monument Avenue and then marching back. That's my first march I ever been to, by the way. And um, I don't really like marches. <laughs> Cause where the fuck I didn't know where we was going. You just followed. I didn't know who he was following. And then I'm just, I feel like I could have been led to slaughter. I'm like, yo, where the fuck is we going? And who are we following? And why are we following? You know what I'm I had a lot of questions. And I was. You, who was organizing the chance? I don't know, oh, but <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I don't know. First of all, people, you can yell whatever you want in the march. I don't know if you know this. You, nah, can, just start, you can just start your own chant. <laughs> I started my own chant. What was your chant? 
<laughs> so it, it started out just be like, fuck them. <laughs> okay. But then it, it got adjusted. It got adjusted. Someone was like, no justice, no peace. Then I was like, no justice, no peace. Fuck these racist ass police. No okay. justice, no peace. Fuck okay. these racist ass police. And then I just went back to fuck them. Oh, you should have kept that one going. No, but so, but <laughs> listen, so I was a little tipsy and <laughs> I walked in the crowd and I, and I was like, yo, I can really say whatever I want. So <laughs> I started yelling out some shit and, um, but I don't really like marches, uh, but it was nice after we marched back from the other monument, it was somebody out there with some music, started vibing. Uh, the sun was going down. I lit a candle, placed it on the monument. It was a dope Juneteenth. Glad you experienced that well. Uh, I've seen pictures of, uh, was it Stonewall Jackson? Is that no, that's, a, that's the Robert E. Lee John. That's the Robert, Robert e. Lee. I seen pictures of it. They 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 did their thing out there. Yeah, man. And there's like signs like they they people that basically occupied that monument ever since George Floyd. Actually, this week, um, the police tried to clear people out. They was tear gassing shit and trying to get people out of there this week. Hope everybody's all right. That was that got caught up in that, but um, yeah, man, they they just spray paint all over the shit. Like it's really turned into an art piece. And like there's signs out there when you go to say if you walk out here, like you're gonna be recorded and like it's because it's gonna be used for like a, a art piece later on. So there's drones flying around. Like it was pretty. Yeah, cool. that's cool. Downtown Raleigh is cool too. Like they got people, uh, people like I think it's on Fayetteville Street. They got equality which is downtown, equality written down all the way down the street. That's cool. You know, yeah. lots of people marking up, uh, you know, painting and stuff like that on buildings. So it's cool. Yeah, no. so that shit need to happen. Nigga, every time I walk past them, them statues, though, ever since I've been in Richmond, so I flick them shits off, bro, because I know what they stand for. I literally put my finger up to every one of them statues down Monument Ave. I used to live on Monument Ave with turning to Franklin Street. You remember that, Chris? Yeah. I'm like, yo, these they're praising these generals that lost. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like you don't like, it's crazy. Why are we so why are we so, uh, saluting the losers? Bro, you don't put you don't put they did not put the motherfucking um the Warriors name on the trophy when the when the Raptors won, bro. It's, they didn't. The Raptors are the champions. The fucking Warriors was the losers, man. Keep them moving. But um yeah, that's all that's all the black actually no, we're gonna keep going with the black news. That's how we're gonna segue into this. You have a Twitter account, right? Yes, I do. You do have a Twitter account. You enjoy yeah. Twitter. I do. Well and, um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a little lately, a little handshaky lately, but it's doing what it's supposed to do, so I can't be Well, this might have brightened your day. Did you see Megan the Stallion on Twitter? And Instagram as well, but I saw it on Twitter. Twerking and the way she was twerking. Is this for a promotion of her new song that dropped this week? The song now I was gonna talk about the song after, but I just wanted to talk about <laughs> her twerking. Did you see the video? I did. I did. Did you did. did you see when they put the gospel song <laughs> underneath? I did. The video. I did, I did. That was very hilarious. And I just want to shout because you know, we we're we are Megan the Stallion uh supporters on this podcast. Yes. Even though that song she did drop, which is a remake of a, well, the beat is at least a remake of a, a song already made in the past. It was a Easy E song. Or was, is it Easy E or is it? It's Easy. It's Easy E. It's Easy E. Uh, the, 
women seemed to like it. I guess it didn't hit me because I guess I'm not the demo I was going for. The song was all right. But her twerking is just so exceptional that I just wanted to talk about it real quick. Listen, she has a talent. She's multi-talented. Multi-talented. She is a young queen. I don't know if I can use queen anymore. Queen has been abolished. I guess yeah, they don't like queen anymore. Yeah, so she's a, uh, she's a young entrepreneur rapper. You know, she's a leader of this, this demographic of, you know, black women. You know, we're, we're stands here, so I support no, anything Megan No, does. no, no, no. We are not stands. Could we call you Smiths? <laughs> <laughs> we are support. Nigga, Stan killed his baby mom. I know, I know. And put her in the trunk because Eminem did not write back to him. Can we All be? All people that use the word Stan, and so, Chris, I'm coming at you right now. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to use the words. I'm not standing nobody. Okay, you're right. So let's, I'll take that back. Um, so Megan's fans are called hotties. Since I'm not a hottie, I'm gonna take it back. <laughs> I'm gonna take it back to the good old days of uh, uh, for the love of New York, real and chance. There were stallionaires. Okay. You were stout. I'm a stallionaire. I'm a stallionaire. You so don't even know what you just did right now. That's that's for a male. For the men, we're stallionaires. Stout. I'm a stallionaire as well. Yes, sir. Because Megan, like you said, she multi-talented, but when she shake her ass, it, it causes ripples that go across the globe. It is real. It is real. Don't you love a real ass shaking? I love, listen, I love natural women. And it's not all about, and I, we say, I've said this on a podcast before. I don't care about the size of your ass. I care about the authenticity of your ass. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Is it natural? Is it yours? Do you embrace yourself? And Megan, for sure, embraces herself in a way that I think every woman should try to. And as a young woman, she's a young woman and she's embracing herself and you see the success that she came to. And her ass is kind of like, you know, the butterfly effect. They say like when a butterfly flaps its wing, it might cause a tsunami on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. When Megan shakes her ass, it causes an erection <laughs> on the other side of the world. I'm not mad at that take. It not causes mad. blood to move in the bodies of not just men. Not just men. Megan the Stallion's ass causes the blood to move in the bodies of mankind. I'm, I'm, I'm watching now as I, my new business venture is going to be dealing with the music in the entertainment industry. I'm watching now how, how many uh, duplicates, duplicates are going to be coming from that. Oh, you've seen one already. Megan Mold. Yeah, I've seen one already. That Megan Mold. you know what I'm saying? Like, you see a winning act, you want to duplicate it just how, yes, yes. you know, you see a product and you know they parodies. Don't the parodies. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm seeing. I want to see. I already seen one, but we're gonna see, see how many uh, mega duplicates show up. Um, I know yeah. that's a lane. I know it's a lane for women. Uh, you know I like Mulatto. I don't know if you know Mulatto. She I've seen a, her. I do like her. She cool. She has she has a good song called uh, "From the South," bitch, bitch from the South, something like that. Hard. Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. So. Shout out to Megan. I'm a stallionaire. Stallionaires. I'm down with that. I, I'm I'm trying to get down. I'm down with the stallionaires too, man. Shout out yeah, to Megan Stallion. Shout out to uh, Real and Chance too. You know that's my, that's my people. <laughs> Hell yeah, the 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 real the first Chance the rapper. Yes. Yeah. Matter of fact, I seen a meme. I seen a meme on Tumblr. Yeah, I'm still on Tumblr. Shout out to you uh, being on Tumblr because you're like one of five now. 
bro, I get I get some of the best images, and I, I it's really I have an archive of images that I like to just go look at for inspiration and shit on Tumblr. So that's why I found it. Tumblr was the first Twitter porn. Oh, bro! Auto porn was on. Auto uh, porn was on Tumblr. Tumblr used to Twitter. be filthy. They tried <laughs> yeah. to clean it up. They tried to clean it up. There's still little cracks where it's still filthy. But tum Tumblr used to be <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> Um, but no, but there was I a know. <laughs> what you said, you I know? know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, I know. <laughs> nah, but there was a meme of Chance, the, the first Chance the Rapper, and he was, uh, I guess he brought a girl. This is when him and his brother had a show, and they brought some girl back to the house, and he was like, fuck, what the fuck he said? I gotta find it. He was like, yo, if you start crying, are you gonna make me start crying? And I was like, that is the man after my own heart, because he's empathetic to people. Mm -hmm. He was like, yo, baby, he's like, baby girl, don't start crying because I'm going to have to start crying with you. You know what I'm saying? So, what a king. Uh, child, what a king. Child of Chance Rapper. And speaking of kings, um, we're winding Se down. Se Segway king. So, listen, I'm, I'm rattling off. These are some things that I just want to talk about because, you know, it's been a few weeks. So, I kind of want to give the people a variety of stuff, especially give y'all a look into my mind because be, a lot of shit be going on in my head. So, it'd be everywhere. And speaking of kings, I want to talk about a king that we all love and enjoy, uh, Young Thugger. All right. Young Thug, I'm, I'm, I, because of you and Dot, I became a Young Thug fan last year, 20, about 2019, 2018. I started actually liking Young Thug. You know, he came out with the dress and shit. It was a little, he, it was a little challenging the norms and shit. But Young Thug is a good artist, and I like it. And I'm bringing back something I did on the podcast before. We, we read some of Young Thug's lyrics, kind of the lyrical breakdown. And um, I got to, as we know, Young Thug and Chris Brown came out with a, a mixtape together, which has been a lot of rotation for me, by me. And I wanted to talk about this one song and his first verse in the song, because I think it's very great. And it's also inspirational, you know? It's also inspirational. He talk, He's talking about love. The song is called Help Me Breathe, featuring Future. Uh, Chris Brown isn't on this one. And the first verse of Young Thug goes like this. Drop to my knees, begging you please. Licking my teeth, call the police. I don't know if we're going to mm. call the police. Call the police, I don't know if he, he might want to go back and readjust that line. But we're going to continue. We're going to continue. Call the police. I'm searching for peace. Mm. Nothing three, four times. Auto drapes gonna wake you Wait, up. Wait, so you said nothing, 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 nothing like busting a nut. Busting a three, four times. Okay, that's a good. Because he, he, he started out dropping to my knees, begging you, please, licking my teeth. Call the police. I'm searching for peace. Nothing three, four times. Mm. Auto automatic drapes gonna wake you. No blinds. That's a bar. You're my, yeah, that's, that's a, bar. a bar. You're my mommy. Yes, I know, ma. Call the officer, lift the blouse on her. Hey, so he's he's talking, he's referenced the cops twice in this verse. Bro. You know what I'm saying? I guess he's he's blue lives matter a little bit. Um <laughs> call the officer, lift the blouse on her. Hey, skinny dipping with me and the shoes came first. 2020 Bentley, it's all for her. Sheesh. Keep it pimping with me, and we both say church. Woo! Mm. I did I did oxycotton for the first time. Yee. Better hide your wife. I'm on thirst time. 
<laughs> Drew Yorkson. Well, tell me, why did he get an ad lib after he said he did Oxycontin? <laughs> he said, I did Oxycontin. I did Oxycontin for the first time. Yee. Better hide your wifey. I'm on thirst time. Drury on me icy. I'm on surf time. Fall to my knees. Mm. So that is from the poet Young Thug. The song is called Help Me Breathe. He's confessing his love to, about a woman. And I think during times like this, we all need to embrace love, especially, especially affection for significant people in your life. And I just want people to take those Young Thug lyrics. And if you want to pop a pop of Oxycontin and get on your knees. That's your business. That's, hey, what would that lady say? Tap it up. Tap it up, bro. That's your business. If you want to pop an oxycodone in your, the comfort of your own home, that's your business. Especially during these times. Listen, we know people going through a lot in their head, all the shit that's going on in the world. And I don't recommend drug use. But I will tell you this, drugs do work <laughs> most of the time when you take them. So. Whatever you're looking for, drugs will get you there. I would say that. Uh, nah, I guess. You, gotta, you gotta know what you're looking for, because if you take drugs and don't know what you're looking for, you're gonna find some I, I said whatever you're looking for. Okay, yeah, because so, so that means you that means you already know what you're looking for ahead of time. Yes. And if you don't know what you're looking for, you take drugs, that could be a wild ride. Yes, this is this, it'll be a wild ride. I, um as a former <laughs> I was never a drug abuser, but I was a drug user and there are highs and lows when it comes to drugs. And don't let these rappers, don't let these rappers to shit in their raps let you think the drugs are all cool. No, there's a dark side and it will find you. Mm-mm-mm. Goddamn. Oh, another segue. My last segue. Speaking of drugs, someone who used to be on drugs so heavily, he called a white man his daddy. Who am I talking about, Chris? White man his daddy. He went to a house that was white and called a white man his daddy. Yeah, easy. Yeezy. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Kanye West. I'll call him Kanye. I don't know Kun- if anymore. Kanye West, formerly known as Kanye West, now Yeezy. Um, and I guess it's kind of like a black excellent moment trying to give some shine to him. He, hopefully he's come out of that dark cooning, cooning uh, pattern. He just signed a deal with the Gap. I saw that. A 10-year deal. So there's going to be Yeezy, uh, I believe just apparel, I don't think he's doing shoes, in Gap stores. So he's going to have like Gap Yeezy collabs that's going to drop exclusively in Gap stores. And it's a major deal, man. Like, put aside his cooning and all that crazy shit and all well, that. We don't know. We don't know if he's put aside his cooning. Okay, well, for this, for this, this argument, I'm going to put his cooning aside. Because listen, you can do coon things, but if you reform, you can uncoon yourself. We have to confirm with Dr. Umar about that. Okay, yes. We, we, we're going to email Dr. Umar, and we're going to ask him if Kanye is still a coon. But if, when we're just talking about black people in business, as Chris, you are an entrepreneur, aspiring to open up businesses. I aspire to also do the same and, and, and have multiple streams of income. This deal is kind of monumental for him, especially we seen where he came from, where he was like, houseway. Yeah. Who got the answers. Yeah. To try to struggle to get into the fashion game, to to be going in fifty million in debt, to coming out of debt, to having over a billion in sales for your for your your shit, 
to now signing a 10-year deal with Gap, who actually, he's helping the fuck out of Gap. I read an article in New York Times. They, Gap, they could... They could need. They could probably benefit a lot with Yeezy. Gap only did like three billion in sales last year, and Yeezy did one billion. And um, oh, they're gonna was, eat. They're gonna yeah, eat. so they're gonna eat together. And um, just for people, just for your mind structure, obviously we know there's ups and downs in this life and business. But if you take anything from Yeezy, minus the cooning, you could take maybe his perseverance and especially chasing your dream. He just signed a ten-year deal with the, the Gap. To end, it's probably very lucrative. The numbers have not came out yet. I just want to shout out that because Kanye West is definitely two top two, second, my second favorite rapper of all time, and especially somebody I rooted for, spent money on. I just want to make sure that uh, I support things that are actually positive, and it seems to be positive. Seems to be coming on the other side. You know, he found God, and um, actually, no, he found God. He was doing that cooning shit. Damn. Well, I do, I do. what it is. Yeah, I wanna, I, I wanna give Kanye his flowers for this. Um, I know a shout out to one of my favorite Kanye songs, "Spaceships." Yep. Uh, he was talking about his experience at the Gap and how he was working. That, you know, he hated working at that job. So, shout out to him. Uh, and he's always. I remember one thing he's always said about his idea for Yeezy is to have fashionable gear at decent prices for regular people. That was one of the It's just because of higher ups and whoever the powers that be that made his products so expensive. So salute um, to him. I still not fucking with him, one of the vote for Trump. And he, said, oh, he said it in 2020, he's still fucking with Trump. But I know that he's a black man at heart. He does care about his community yeah so it's 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 like it's i'm in the middle with him like and bro he doesn't I, say, I, like he said a lot of cool shit before but he's come back on his cool shit like he he doesn't double down after he gets the education on his cool shit yeah but this is a man who also confirmed to say kind of just like terry cruz who took uh who was running full speed into other men for money kanye west literally said that i don't read yeah. He literally said, he said, I don't read. So you can never really trust someone that's that far who doesn't read. But, um, yeah. So, so I salute him on his journey with the gap. Salute the gap for, I mean, I don't know how long this is going to work, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I've seen who he's tagged as, uh, you know, directors of it. He tagged, like, his creative director as a Nigerian woman. Um I can't remember her name, and uh, she listens to this podcast. I can't remember her name. Yeah, but um, I think all of his people that are tasked for like creative directors are black people for the most part. So salute to him. You know, I wish his uh, his brethren, um, Virgil. Virgil, Virgil, would follow suit. But mm. we'll see. So salute to Easy for that. Yeah, man, and that is the Terry rundown wrap up. I don't know what the fuck we're gonna call that, but. We hit everything that I wrote down on my list. I just want to kind of talk about those things because, you know, some of them are sad, some of them are funny, and some of them are, like, inspiring, like Megan's ass. <laughs> Listen, and it's a black, but that is, that is, that is God's gift. Let me ask man. you, let me ask you say, how do you feel about, bruh, having a number one song on the country? Who's bruh? 
You know oh, bruh. Um, this is when I, Man, I, I, I never, li- I never, I never listened to, I haven't listened to this song. Oh, I was, uh, it's crazy. Cause I was at a function. The only function I told you I went to, bro, my man's that graduated and the girls that were there put on that video. Cause they wanted, they said, Oh, we want to see Nikki. We want to see Nikki. And I literally went around the corner and refused to watch the television. But, um, standing, standing strong. Yeah, bro. Like I'm not. I, I refuse to give any energy to that 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 circus. But um, what I think about it is that I know that most of America, most of the world, is pretty. They don't care, and their followers. And I'm just gonna contribute to that because we all know that this is another. It's a car crash we're watching. Like it's a it's a car crash. And most people rubbing that. What happened when you pass a car on the street that's in a trash in a crash or an accident? Most people slow down and look. So I think that's what this is. People slowing down and looking. Uh, well, you know what? I, I listened to what you said. I just I, was, I got on Twitter real quick and I saw that our as we're styling nears, our girl because you know today is the BET Awards, Awards, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it so recorded. So for followers or listeners, we're recording on the twenty eighth of June, which is Sunday. So today is the BET Awards. So our girl is performing today. Mm-hmm. So we can I will be, be tuned in. I will be, I'll be tuned I, in. As a will be tuned in. Yes, and at the least I will be recording it, and so it will, I will watch it later on. Okay. Even though I'm not a fan of the music per se, I'm definitely a fan of the movie. She got bars. She got bars. Yeah, I just think I'm just, it's been a wave lately of just, I mean, it's been a wave forever of people just taking, remaking too much shit. Like, I want more originality. I want to push these artists to stop taking hooks from other hit songs or beats from other six songs. Like, if you want to sample something, sample a drum. Don't sample the whole bass line or the whole, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want more creativity, but I'm not speaking negatively about the stallion. You know, shout out to her. I mean, it's not speaking negatively. It's, uh, it's criticism. It's, it's a constructive criticism. Yeah, but we know how criticism goes. We've seen what happened to J. Cole. You want to you wanna, you wanna touch that? I mean, I mean we it. didn't get to touch on it, but... <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think we gotta kind of have the same viewpoint. Um... We don't have any women on this podcast, so we don't at the moment. So for, for our listeners who would like to join in, please let us know because it's nothing but a Zoom Zoom call. We can send you. Oh, for sure, man. You know what I'm saying? Chris, saying, Chris you've been saying a lot. You're like, yeah, we want to have people call in. I feel like with the Zoom, we kind of have an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, briefly, I, I keep it real brief for me. Cloud attention and clout is a hell of a drug. I used to not hate. I used to hate saying the word clout and not wanting to use it, but it's a hell of a drug, my guy. That's all I gotta say. Oh, for sure, people. People get high off that shit. Yeah, um, yeah. When it comes to that whole situation, man, I feel like there's so many obstacles you got to navigate as a man, as a black man. Especially when when speaking to a black woman, you gotta always acknowledge the the past and history of them being silent, right. not being listened to. Yes, sir, that's hundred percent right. And you always gotta acknowledge. You gotta always acknowledge your. And then it's like 
as a black man, it's like you kind of wear every offense that black men have committed against every black woman when you talk. So right. just when J. Cole had a critique of a girl who clearly everyone knew there were three people she could have been talking about in that initial tweet. He was included amongst them. He said it in the song. I feel like she's talking about me. And if she is, I'm going to address what she said. And um, me and Chris was talking before we started recording. The, keep, the first thing that I took, the main thing I took away is that she has a very clear perspective on how Black people should be going about moving around in this country, protesting and fighting the power, right? And she seems to be a very articulate, articulate, educated woman. But I feel like J. Cole was trying to say that not everyone is articulate, as educated, or as privileged as you. So when you speak sometimes, and then, and this, oh, this was another mind, a mind that motherfuckers have. Don't tell a woman how to say nothing. Don't tell a woman about her tone. Your tone kind of make me, I think J. Cole was trying to say your tone make, make it to where you're not reaching the people who might need to hear your message the most which is the people who from low socioeconomic communities, people from the hood, people who don't have higher education, people who who are are the most at risk, really, when it comes to all of the systemic shit, systemic or systematic, I don't know which one it really is. I think it's systematic. Systematic shit. Systemic, systemic. Because I actually Googled what's the difference between systemic and systematic, but I can't remember now. But the people who are most vulnerable to the attacks from the system, are the people at the lowest sector of our population. The people with the least money, who, who can't fight the cases in court, who don't get the benefit of the doubt when the cops pull up. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like J. Cole is trying to say, when you're talking to those people, you kind of alienate them because you're saying, y'all should know, y'all should know, when really, niggas don't know. But it is what it is. Bruh, bruh, bruh. That's that's that that's my biggest point as well, bro. Like a, as a great leader, you have to understand how to talk to multiple segments of people. So if you keep talking with them like talking to them like they should know all these facts or they should have read all these books, niggas in the hood is not reading these books. You know, our our movement is not is not it can start with our scholarly, you know, uh educators, people that are in these silos and things like that. But the, the, the movement is going to be ran by people in these impoverished neighborhoods. Yes. So, you know, the, the revolution is always started by the poor and disenfranchised. Yes, because so, they're the ones who's feeling it. They feel it daily. We yes. might get, a, like, people in the middle class, you might feel a break from it when you go to your house or when you, you know what I'm saying? Or when you, you might feel a break from it in your neighborhood where it's not a lot of crime or where, you know what I'm saying, where there is a fucking... Um, where you gotta go through a gate to get in, or there's security codes and shit. But people don't live in, not everyone lives in buildings where there's a fucking, you gotta buzz in to get in the building, or there's a security code. They live in fucking neighborhoods where, fucking neighborhoods, they live in neighborhoods where they're vulnerable, they're vulnerable to everything. So that's, that's, that's what I wanna take away. That's from. what I, that's what I took away from it as well. Is, and um, another thing that I think I, I, I chuckled, but it wasn't nothing to chuckle about. J. Cole acknowledged the fact that, like, niggas thought he was a holier than thou or, like, he was the leader of the movement when he was like, I'm not really that nigga. Like, I'm still, it's like, I, I, I went to college, but I'm not the, the most well-read. Like, and that was, like, a critique that we have, well, not with J. Cole, but with his fans, that they put him on this pedestal of being the, the, 
greatest conscious rapper mm-hmm. of the of the of the deck of the generation or something like that. Yes. So, yeah. So I think that was something that you know he's very self aware. He was very uh, vulnerable. Um, I think he took his ego out, but I'm just a, you know I'm a man and I I, I I listened to some of the critique. I tried to figure. I tried to follow the breadcrumbs of where you're getting to this, <laughs> uh, but I just can't because people. If you're sneak as, as a rapper, right? If you sneak dissing, mm-hmm. you're you're you should be ready for whatever comes to you. Now, if you read the tweet, Shorty said, "Shout out to No Name." She said that your favorite rapper, your 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 most high selling favorite rapper, or whatever. Uh, is conch is selling music off the black plate. So mm-hmm. the most high selling rapper that we're taking her words. She didn't say anybody's name, but she said the most high selling, your favorite high sell highest selling rapper that raps about the black plate. So mm-hmm. use those words, we can infer about what you said to about three niggas. Mm-hmm. At Kendrick, Cole, Wallet. And Wale, and I know she's not talking about, you know, I, I wouldn't even put Wale because Wale was not even like one of your highest selling rappers, right? It's you between know, Kendrick and Cole. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You're not, you definitely not talking about Jay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you could, you could probably say Drake. You could put Drake in that conversation. I don't but think he's, Drake, not, he's, he's not rapping about the Black Plight all the time. He's rapping about uh, never. He never is. All right, you got it. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Drake, Drake ain't never had a song where he's like, yeah, <laughs> the cops had his knee on my neck. No, nothing. Yeah, you right on that one. So, so, so now we got two. So now we got two. We got two. Yeah. Kendrick and Cole. So you're shooting shots. You, 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 you shot a shot. It's okay. And you hit your mark. You, you hit, hit your mark. And then you mad we hit your mark? Come on. I don't man. know if she was mad because this was everyone else outrageous Twitter. I take outrage with a grain of salt. But um, just addressing the shit that happened, you know. Um... As a man, we know we gotta we gotta tiptoe when we address our when we address black women because it's it's been a lot of exclusion and a lot of demeaning and a lot of stepping on and a lot of overtalking and a lot of mansplaining, I guess. But um, you know, I thought bruh tried to come humbly as he could. As humbly as he could, you know, but I'm only a man, as you said. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bypass that. Yeah, stop putting, stop putting um, celebrities, stop putting people who are very visible and have a lot of followers on a pedestal. They're just human like us. Um, the only thing, you know what I'm saying, stop putting them on a pedestal. Don't look at, don't look to anybody as morally superior than you, like, unless you're an evil fucking person. I mean, just kind of think that most, most people are capable of doing bad things, and just because they have a lot of money or notoriety doesn't mean that they aren't. You know what I'm saying? That's all I want to say. Fuck, fuck praising famous people. Shout out to them for being great, but don't praise nobody. All right, well, uh, Terry, is that all you got for your... Uh, yeah, for the, for the longest intro ever. Yes. <laughs> I don't think we kept it funky, but we kind of kept it funky in the topic. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I kept I kept it funny about everything. Kept it funny about Juneteenth, NASCAR, Easy, Megan Twerking, Young Thug. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's just get right into our uh, our our conversation of the week. So this week, uh, we want to keep it light. 
You want to keep it funny. You want to keep it player. So since I've been asking for a long time for niggas to send me letters, y'all haven't done it. So I've gone and searched the internet for letters, and we're going to <laughs> we're going to give our advice to some of these these questions that people have. Um, the mother talks with. Yes, sir. All right. So Terry, our first question of the day, as it loads up. Now, granted, I don't know these people. They didn't reach out to my time myself, but I read their questions and I thought that we can give more player advice than people on Yes, Very player. All right. So the first question is, uh, I have a boyfriend of six years. I have feelings for him and someone else. My boyfriend doesn't know this, but it eats me. It would eat at me every day knowing I can never tell the other guy how I feel about him. How do I work through this? When he's in my thoughts every day, Which, hmm. so she's in love with. So she has a boyfriend, and then there's another nigga. She's in love with both of them, but she can okay. never express her feelings to the other man. What, um, what is your suggestions for her? First thing, my well, I want you to go first. Huh. What? What do you? I'm drinking a little wine, so I'm about. I'm, I'm here with you. What? What do you think she should do, man? Uh I think that. She needs to get a burner account. And let it off. <laughs> and let it off through a you let it off. Let it off of a burner account. You know what I'm saying? Don't say your name. If you want to say your name, go ahead. But just let it off on a burner account. Um, write or write it off in a, a diary or a journal. Because yeah, it, it sounds like you're in love with two people. You can't be in love with two people unless you're in that type of situation. I disagree, but I'll continue. Oh, I will get that. <laughs> uh, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get that feeling out though. I think that's mm-hmm. the thing that I coming. Uh, my first thought is like, whatever outlet you have, you gotta get it out. So if it's a journal, I write it out. You know, so deal with that in your own sense. But if you want to actually tell the person, I create a burner account. No evidence. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I feel like. The only thing that I I agree with you everything you said. I think she definitely needs to get it out. Um, but my my question is, I don't know if that burner count is gonna be word of the day catharsis that she needs to really work through her feelings because she says she's been her boyfriend for what six years. Six years. So she definitely loves him, but she says she's in love with him. So she has feelings for someone else, and I want her to express them just like you want her to express them. You want her to be able to get that out. Now, gauging from the question, I feel like she kind of doesn't feel like her boyfriend is open to polyamory. Sounds like yeah. I feel like the solution to this problem is polyamory. I believe you could love more than one. <laughs> I feel like you could love more than one person at the same time. I feel like you can. I feel like it's a very viable thing now. Now, how she goes about that, I feel like she knows her partner. She knows whether he would be down for it or not. And if he's not, then you're going to have to either choose to never explore those feelings with the other person, or you could break it with your boyfriend, and or you could try to go on a break with your boyfriend, explore the other feelings with the other person, and see what it is. So you're saying you want her to sabotage your current relationship? I didn't say sabotage. She's she is thinking about day and night another person. She said day and night. Yes, I understand that. But it seems like so 
she, you can't just, it could be just a, uh, uh, she's feeling this person at the moment. Like, you know, saying you have an infatuation with this person. She has to explore person. it. She has to explore it. And she has to explore it more than through a burner account. She needs to tell the other person how she feels. And you know what? I, this is what I'm going to say. Don't tell your boyfriend how you feel about the other person. Go to the other person. Tell them how, either do it through the phone. I would say in person. Tell them how you feel, but do not act on those feelings. Express your feelings to the person. Do not act on them and then see what their response is. Now, she could end this whole thing. She could say, yo, I love you. And that person would be like, well, I don't think about you like that. And then she saved herself a whole bunch of trouble. That person don't love you, but you love them. Yeah. That's dead in the water. Then you could go back to your boyfriend. You express your feelings to the person and then you're, you're good. I mean, I agree in the sense of you got to get the feeling of that. I don't know if you could bring that to your boyfriend because if some, if, you know, Mecca brought can't bring it to me. You can't listen. That's I'm like, that shit dead, shorty. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, you, can you can't you bring want. that to your boyfriend because. Yeah, so you got to get it off in a burner account or. I don't, I feel like, like I said, that in person. I feel like the burner ain't going to be enough, though. I feel like it's not going to scratch the itch of love. Now we, I see there's more questions that I ask, like, why do you feel this way about this person and not your boyfriend? Why do you no? Like, but do you, not, do you not love your boyfriend in that sense anymore? Like, is it something your boyfriend is not fulfilling that this other person is fulfilling? But see, that's when I counter with this. I feel like no one can be everything to someone. Someone might remember they said eighty twenty rule. Like somebody might give you eighty percent of what you need, but there's a twenty that you are just gonna have to accept. But would you swap eighty for twenty? No. no, you're gonna take eighty. I'm not trying to get 20. I want 80. But see, this is when I feel like all of our thinkings have kind of been programmed in a way. A lot of people don't believe that you could love two people and that, that someone could be like, I think you Yo, can. I think you can. I think you, you're, you must be missing something in this relationship if you love someone else. No, I could be fulfilled, but also th there's a space that this person can't fill. Oh, this is dope. This is dope. This is dope. I just thought of this. There was somebody that was talking about love and it was talking about, say you're a square and the other person's a circle. You put the circle inside the square, there's still areas that are untouched by the circle, right? Yes. The circle's inside the square. So those areas, the circle could never touch because it's a fucking circle. Now it fills up most of the square, but the little, the little corners, it just can't touch. Yes. Maybe this person who she, she loves, the, the person who she isn't with, maybe they're a square and they might be able to fill up all of her square. Or... They could, be a they could be a diamond or some shit and still not touch the spots that, the, that she needs touched. Who knows? But just to keep it short and sweet, I feel like polyamory needs to be at least put on the table and discussed. I agree with you now. I'm thinking about it now. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, if you haven't asked, you don't know if it's a possibility. Yes, you don't have to act on it. I don't want her to cheat. That's yeah. what I'm trying to avoid. I don't want you yes. to be dishonest. I want you to be... Honest with your feelings, with your boyfriend, with well, if you keeping a player, <laughs> like what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you gotta go to, get, you gotta go to your boyfriend. Let him know what's, what's good. Uh, is that player? Yeah, like because listen, it's not player to hide and tell lies. No, it's not. No, it's That's not. not players. No, it's not. And it's 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 player to keep it one hundred. Yes, especially so, with somebody you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. So. But see, no. I think once you come to somebody and say, yo, I, in lo I love someone else, that's, that's a deal breaker yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. 
but you might I rather you the person who wrote this question to get that out so you at least personally because you're the person gonna you're the only person that's gonna be in a grave by yourself so you cannot go you can't live life with regrets I like that I like that you might as well just say it and if your boyfriend reacts uh how you think he might react then that's Mm -hmm. fine but see also you might be surprised so that's why i like that quote you gotta say it you gotta you gotta you gotta say it you gotta tell them all right so that's see we're here we're here don't cheat don't cheat player player is not cheating bro player is being honest even when it's uncomfortable and I, I was thinking about that as well. Why do people hate the word? Why do people lay uh, place the word player on people as a negative connotation? It's Mm-mm. because people hate the aspect of a player being very honest. Like, look, this ain't like we we doing what we doing. I got mm-hmm. all the hand. I got in the hand. I'm not in a relationship with you. Relationship with you. They don't like that honesty with mm-hmm. players. No, women be like, oh, he a player. Like, he oh, he a player. player. I mean, yeah. Like, like you, because they want to contain him, and you're not in, in the player in the sense of keeping it 100 with them saying, look, I'm doing this. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with you, but I don't want to hurt. Yeah. See, that's that. that see, we, see how we're killing the, uh, the bad stigma of the yeah, word man, player? I think, yes, because the bad stigma is that, like, that there's definitely a stigma. We're trying to say keeping a player is being honest even when it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Good or bad. All right. So the next question today is how do I move on after a breakup? I've been feeling really sad over the past few weeks and being at home all the time isn't helping. I try to keep myself busy, but I find myself thinking too much of it. Any advice would be appreciated. Do so you have any advice how to stay, uh, get over a breakup during Corona? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> damn. After a breakup, uh, to get over it, you have to let that shit go. So I would say if you've been, you're cooped up Corona time, I think the best thing you need to do, try to find a new text buddy. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody that you used to kind of flirt with back in the day but never really investigated it. Or maybe some like an old friend, maybe you can go backwards and find an old friend. Not something that you kind of ended badly, but something that maybe you never really investigated. Or also someone that might've showed interest in you in the past and you weren't receiving it. Mm-hmm. So basically I want you to try to find some type of, try to start building a friendship with someone new. Okay. Or, someone new or someone from your past that doesn't have any baggage attached to it. Maybe an old friend from high school or college, or maybe someone who was showing interest in you and you just at that point didn't receive it, receive it as they were trying to give it to you. I want you to start a new friendship. And you can do that easily. Now, you know, you got FaceTime, you got zoom, you got text message, you got social media. I think it it might be easier than you think. You got to push yourself. Yeah. Um, I would say the first thing is to accept that it's, you're broken up. Yeah, it's over. So, and if however long that is, I, I, you know, you got to go through the first step, uh, 
you know, I don't know what movie I heard it from, but the Nile is not just a river in Egypt, right? So, <laughs> so you gotta get over that, you know what I'm saying? And that, however long that takes, you should take should take that time, grieve your relationship, you know what I'm saying, and get over that, you know what I'm saying? Because obviously, you're broken up for a reason. Yeah. Um, when you give it time and space, that's the only that's the only way, real way things get healed. Time heals everything, right? And it I know it's great. I know it's crazy in the rolling times because you can't be out in the streets. You can't use that that physical emotion, that physical Wait, touch. Yep, they can't, going they out can't the let street. that thought out. They can't let yeah, that thought you out. Can't, you can't let the thought out and go through all those things to get over it. So I understand that. That's the toughest part, I think. Um, yeah, because if you could let the thought out, it would help. You know, like yes. old school saying, even like the, the easiest way to get over somebody is to get underneath somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't really get underneath nobody because you're stuck in the house. So, yeah. Um, find a hobby. Find a hobby. Find a new show. Non-relationship focused. Like, like if you're a, if you're a if you're a hopeless romantic, you gotta find a show that's completely the opposite of your lifestyle. Like, so if you're a hopeless romantic, go watch us. Go watch a uh, uh, go watch The Walking Dead or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. something just to keep you off your mental of, you know, dealing with your relationship. That's like, that's my advice. Like, as I've been dealing with me mentally with this whole shit with black, uh, the black fight and everything that's going on in the real world, mm-hmm. I have been trying to at least, at least at the end of the day, try to watch something that's just not even in this world. There's no possibility of me getting mad. Yeah, man. Entertainment is also yeah. is always a good way to, you know, escape for a moment. Oh, and another thing I think that they should try to do, rearrange your space. Ooh, like, if, yes. you, if your bedroom or something, shift the whole fig- configuration of your bedroom around. You know what I'm saying? It, it will kind of get new energy flows going. So it's like you're not going into the Because, like, the relationship ended, and I'm sure you probably had times where you was in the bed with them or some shit like that. Change it up. Put your put your bed in a different direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Get new comforter or some yeah, stuff like fire. that. Kind of like fire. change, change, change your daily environment so you could kind of like start anew. You know what I'm saying? Because that always works for me. Like anytime I start to feel like I'm stuck or something, I would just like switch up the living room or like switch up the bedroom or put something different. You know what I'm saying? Decorate a little differently. That always kind of helps too. That's fire. That's a good advice. Change mm-hmm. the aesthetics of the crib. Yeah, man. Buy some new oh. lights or something. All right. Uh, so this this is the last one that's kind of like, kind of not so crazy. Because after this one, it gets kind of, we're going to go there. All right? Okay. All right. So this one says, I have mixed feelings for someone. I told him this, and I told him I don't know if a relationship was a good idea. He says he wants to be with me badly, but I don't reciprocate those feelings. Mm. Like I'm leading them on. What do I do? I say keep the same energy. Don't, if you feel like you're leading them on and you don't really want to be with the bro, the, the man and you want to be with you, you got to dead that shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Keep the same energy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Stand tall in your work. We, 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 we love when people say shit and keep it 100, you know what I'm saying? I say what I say. You really don't fuck with bruh like that? You don't want to be in a relationship with cuz? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You want to keep it a fuck buddy shit? But look, you know what? I'm in a place in my life where I just can't deal with no type of relationship. 
but I can deal with, you know, I want to stay cool with you. I want to do what we doing Which already. Is difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult. Because I'm the type of nigga, if I show my interest in you and you don't want to be with me, I don't want to be your friend no more. <laughs> That's fine. And, and as long as you put it on the table, at the as long as the person who's the feelings are uh, kind of mixed, stay strong in their feelings. Mm-hmm. It's easy for you to make. It's easy for you to make a decision on how you want to react. So like, look, you went, you shorty, uh, bro came to her and said, like, I want to be with you. Like, I don't know about that. You know, I'm not really feeling a relationship right now. Blah 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 blah. All he needs to do is decide where he wants to be at. If he wants to be your friend or continue this. Yes, it's up and to it's them. On him. It's up to him. Yeah. But you still strong in your, your, you know, you still take and what you want. Down. Yeah. So I agree with you. That was my first thought when you could finish reading this. You got to debt it. That was my first thought. But then my second thought was, if you haven't fucked him, fuck him. Because say the dick might change your whole way of thinking about it. That's a good so point. That's a good if point. it's a person you haven't been intimate with, but you, because you said she said she's iffy with it, or they, or he said he iffy with it. Yeah. So, fuck that person. Give him a chance in the bedroom. See what happens. And after that, I promise. I think. Now, see, now that's a double-edged sword because you're gonna get a better understanding of where you want to put that person. You might be like, you know what? I like fucking this person. Let's keep this fuck relationship going. But you still don't want a regular relationship. They now you give them an option like all right we could take this fucking relationship or we could or we could leave it alone because I don't want to be with you. But say you don't want to fuck them no more, that person might become a stalker and might mm-hmm. become obsessive. And because you fucked them, they might be like, oh, I fucked. Now I got my way in. So see, have you see see you that's dangerous. Point. Yeah, you can't be fucking. You can't be. You can't get a pussy. You can't get a dick up. Because if, uh, because I'm telling you, because they you might fuck. You might yes. be fucking to get more clarity. Because my point was like, fuck them to get a little bit more clarity. Because if the sex is good, you might be like, look, I don't want to be with you, but we can have this type of relationship. But if you don't even want to have that type of relationship after fucking them, the other person is going to have a harder time receiving you cutting them off. Yeah. So I would go, I would, I would agree with you, Chris. That's what you got to do. You got to give them, you got to take it or leave it. We friends. I don't want to have a relationship. Stand by your not want to have a relationship. Do not let them sway you. Yeah. Because when you want to be with someone, you're gonna you know how it feels. And ain't no maybe if about it. You be like, yeah, I'm rocking. But you know what I'm saying? But say it and off chance you ain't got the dick or got the pussy yet, go ahead and test it out. Go for a test drive. But tell them, oh, this is what you gotta do. Before you go for the test drive, you gotta tell them that this is a test drive. You gotta be like, look, I don't want to be in a relationship with you, but there is something about you that is intriguing. And I want to investigate it. Now drop your pants. Mm. And that's the number one rule of being a play is following a code of honesty. Yes. If you, you, if you tell her all bugs, you tell her or him or however they identify our bugs, look, it's a test drive. If I like you the car, yes. I'm gonna go for it with it. They can't be mad. Now it gives them more incentive. Exactly. You gotta let ah. we know there's ah. you give them yeah, or you put it on him. But you, but we know there's crazy people in the world, women and men, yeah. that that might take that test drive. But you got to be as clear as you can with your words. Yeah. Look, I don't want to be with you. You got to say that verbatim. Yeah. I don't want a relationship. But you know what? I want to test drive that. 
but <laughs> test drive is gonna that sounds be, crazy, but I fuck with it. Yeah, goes. test drive is test drive is gonna be abrasive. You gotta be a little bit more player. Don't say test drive. Be like, I don't want a relationship, but I am attracted to you. And then kiss him or do something like that. But um, you know, that's that's a very mixed situation. But I like Chris's approach. I would do that first. And if you are a little bit more on the wild side, go ahead and get that thing a test drive. Good. Because you might want to keep them around. Exactly. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with having somebody on the team, bro. Especially if it's an understanding. Look, Listen, I like I like, I like Terry won a ring. And he always came off the bench. Role players. Williams is a three-time six-man of the year. Probably be a Hall of Famer. If he wins a chip, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Come on now. Your role, knowing your role, and then putting people in their role. Matter of fact, Doc Rivers, that's the first thing he does. So after training camp, I heard this. Um, after training camp is over, he goes around the room, and he explains the, everyone's role to them. Clearly, word for word, like out loud, this is your role. This is your role. This is your role. And, and, that, and listen, Doc Rivers is a great coach. Yeah, he got a ring. And he's on the road to another one this year. We'll see. All right. I see, you know what? This is why, listen, this is, as you said, give him a test run. This is a test run of Mother Talks advice. So, people, they haven't been sending us emails for questions. But yeah, fuck it. Listen, I like you taking this into your own hands, bro. They're going to they, they're gonna send us questions now, knowing that we're giving player advice. So, like I said, the last one was kind of sensible. The rest of these questions are kind of. Uh... <laughs> Let's go. All right, you ready? I was giving my boyfriend head. He was on his back with his legs open, and I was laying between his legs, eating his balls. Pause, pause. Can we pause for a second? Balls. I like that position. <laughs> <laughs> I want you between my legs. Like, I, it's cool you being to the left or the right, but I can't get a good view like that. Sometimes <laughs> the view is not as good as when you... All right, but continue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, nah, I'm with you, though. All right. He thrusted his pelvic area, and my tongue went in between his ass. He moaned, so I kept licking his ass. He never stopped it. I enjoyed it, but is he gay? No, he's not gay. He is not gay. Now, I'm going to go first, and you go after this. There's, there's, um, there's, kinda, there's two rules when it comes to this shit, really. If you, anything you do with a woman is not gay unless she's shoving something in your ass. And a tongue don't count. You can shove your tongue in a man's ass, it's not gay. But once you start putting objects or fingers, you gotta get a side out of that nigga. Isn't a, a tongue or a finger the same thing as an object, right? No, a tongue is not an object. Your finger is, is in the shape of penises. Okay. So your tongue is the shape of a tongue. I wanna this, say, this, I wanna say you're hypocritical right now, but. This, no, this is a dummy's guide to heterosexual, heterosexuality. Okay. Getting your ass ate as a man is not gay. Okay. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, my uncle. 18 years old, I'm coming to college. The first thing he told me, well, not the first thing he told me, he said, yeah, man, wrap it up, wear a condom. And, and, and the next thing he said, he said, let them bitches lick your ass. That shit feel good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> I just want to say, and I just kind of want to put this, maybe this might be up for debate, and we could, we could have a player debate about it. I do not think getting your ass licked is gay. I okay. think that is a definitely freakier side of things. Now, the position in which he get his ass ate, now that man was on his back. 
Yeah, he had his uh, he had his Lambo doors open. He didn't. He did not get on all fours. He did not hike a bass. He didn't hike no football. He had his Lambo doors open. Yeah. Now, if you listen, you get your Lambo, Lambo doors. <laughs> <laughs> so now she said she enjoyed it. He said he enjoyed it. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. I don't think it's gay. I don't think it's gay. I don't think it's gay either. I think it's rude of him not to establish that he likes that before. But it's weird. I've never said I liked it, but I never had it done either. So, you know. I mean, I mean, in the, the great Terry on Max joke, I've heard heroin tastes good, but I've never done it. And I've heard the G spot is in a man's asshole. But I ain't gonna I just, touch it. I ain't gonna touch it. So listen, uh, I you know I'm with ev I'm with how every anybody wants to pleasure themselves consensually. You know what I'm saying? If you like to ask getting aiden out um, as a man or a woman, that's that's dope. I hope it's lit for you. Uh, I think he could have kind of given her the heads up before inching his no, butt see, in her mouth. Sometimes in sex, you got to go off of the reactions. Like you. You lick a spot and she and she and she moans ass, a little louder. Ass, ass is different than balls. Ass is different than balls or dick, sir. Like you gonna put ass in your mouth. Like if 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 I was having sex and I'm eating a pussy, and now she inching ass up in my mouth, I wasn't expecting ass in my mouth, I'm gonna feel some type of way. And I understand. Like you gotta communicate those things with your sexual partner. Yes, but to answer her question, and it's her boyfriend. It's not a random nigga. It's her boyfriend. Yes, yes. They should have random. They should have those discussions about what they like in the bedroom. But see, I think that's an easy talk after sex. Right? Like I have talks after sex all the time. Like when once that once we're done, later on I'll be like, oh yeah, remember when you did such and such? I really like that. Okay. Next time, and then I even might map out some shit. Yo, next time. Let's try this. I want to put you like this, or I want you to do this. So I think that's an easy conversation for her to have with him later. Be like, hey, remember when I was licking your balls and then I and I started licking your ass? You like that? And then he'll and then you can know better. And just to go on the tangent real quick, because I saw this opening and pause. Oh, I saw this opening. <laughs> I saw this in my head. So I, I remember I said, I said that anything you do with a woman is not gay. But there's a line to that. Now, I've heard niggas getting fucked in the ass with strap-ons. That's gay. I'm sorry. Even yeah, if a woman's doing that. Yeah, if you get pegged, that's gay, sir. If you're getting fucked in the ass by a woman, that's gay. And it's not really gay because it's a woman, but it's gay. And guess what? You could sue me. You could, you could, you could, you could, you could, you cancel me. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta say. But to answer this lady's question, I don't think he's gay for getting his ass licked. I just said, think you should just have a little recap after next time you do it. That's it. The recap lit, to be honest. Shout out to the recap. Everybody love a recap. All right. So uh, I have two questions, but I might, I might uh, leave the question for next time we go and answer questions. So the last question I have is, uh, my man of four years fucked another bitch and didn't tell me about it. I forgave him, but he doesn't feel like mine anymore. He said it made him appreciate me more. Now, sex isn't the same. I just want to be fucked like a hoe he don't know. Slash anonymous. Hmm. 
How do you feel about that? So, so, so she said. To recap, after he... So recap the question. Yeah, please. He cheated on her. Well, he cheated on her and didn't tell her about it. She found out. She get forgave him, but it doesn't feel like of the norm because she he gave herself he gave himself to another bitch. Mm. Right? But okay. he said because she appreciated him, uh, because she forgave him, he appreciated her the more. That's like. Number one, one on one. Talk so he's not fucking her nasty no more. Yeah, she says now sex isn't the same. I just want to be fucked like a hoe he don't know. So it seems so like he, so he got caught and he switched up. He's making love to her too much and he ain't striking that ass. Mm-hmm. That's what it is though. So first things first, you gotta communicate. Communication is key. You're not. You feel like you're not getting fucked good. You, first, if you've told him already, yo. Some shit is different. Some shit is off. Ever since you cheated, I feel like, you know, I forgave you and I'm over it, which I think is very key to relationships. We talk about these 50-year marriages, these 30-year marriages. You're going to have roadblocks. And that may be, we, we watch Insecure. It may be cheating. Cheating may be something that you can work through, man and woman. As long as you know that bitch ain't yeah. no hoe and that nigga ain't no hoe, you could work through some cheating. But um, I think she needs to definitely tell him that, nigga, you ain't fucking me like you used to. Nigga, you slipping. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, and if you got to throw shade at the other bitch, you might have to throw shade. Yeah, you're like, yeah. A little bit. It ain't wrong with throwing shade. Yeah. Oh, I like this one. All right. So uh, this is the last question, Terry, for the day. I know what that is. Dang, yeah. All right. But yeah, did you ask for it? She needs to. She got to communicate. You know what I'm saying? If you like to get fucked, you know, getting choked out. If you like to get treated like a, you know, a nasty hoe. You know, nigga, loud as hell, boy. You know what I'm saying? If you like to get fucked, you know, nasty, or if you like to get uh, treated disgusting, you know, you know, just do what you need to do to communicate with that person. I muted you, Terry, because you was loud. So, so I'm going to unmute you right now. I'll mute you. Okay, soon. unmute me. Thank you. All right, I'm muted you. All right, Terry, so this is the last question of the day. So, all right. <clears throat> Boyfriend decided to start tattooing and make a little money. He's self-taught, and his designs are shit. <laughs> For example, his childhood friend tried to choke him out after a tattoo. I've discouraged him from tattooing, but he may leave me because I don't support him. Advice. Well, you know what's crazy about this? I've been in this situation. Oh, really? Tell me. I had a friend who started tattooing, who picked up who just was like self-taught, like, yo, I'm going to buy a gun and I'm going to start trying to tattoo. And I actually let this friend <laughs> practice on me. Pause. And, um, and I, matter of fact, one of the tattoos he gave me got infected. Oh, wow. And it was very nasty. It was very horrible. So, but I wasn't angry. And I, I don't, uh, I wasn't angry enough to try to fight him because he didn't fuck me. It wasn't something that was so ugly. It was just like, I guess, the, 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 the maintenance or the, the whatever, the hygienic shit, he didn't do properly. Okay. 
And I actually got three different tattoos from him. Okay. So, my nigga, you need to stand firm. She needs to stand firm in mm. his untalent. You got to tell her how it is. And if he tall. leaves you because you're being honest with him, then stand it's tall. Different. You got to stand tall in your truth. You Listen, we just said the most player shit is being honest even when it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Now, you said it once. Maybe you don't need to keep harping on it. If you said it, maybe just withdraw your support. And he's yeah. going to feel that withdrawal of support. Because if, if he do, if he's fucking people up and he got fought over his shit, he need to fall back. That should have been a sign for him. He needs to up his awareness. I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, I have nothing else to say about that. I mean, I think we've had a conversation. Of, we had a whole episode about this, about when your man's ain't really got the talent that he wanted to be in the field for. So you got to either... You know, keep him running with him or, you know, just let him fall on his face. And you, it, obviously, if at the, per, per this, this confessional, that somebody try to fight him because of his bad tattoo, that's a sign that, you know, maybe this ain't the tool for you or you maybe need to go back into your bag of apprentice, apprenticeship. Yes, like, but like, and, and I will tell you, I'm going to shoot Bruh some bell. I'm going to shoot him some bell because... Sometimes when you start doing something, you're trash. And right. you gotta just keep you gotta just keep doing it till you're good enough. But he needs to stop tattooing people. That's why there is an apprenticeship process. They tattoo things where they tattoo bananas and fruit and things like that. You need to go to the basic, my brother. You need to actually get under, under somebody that's gonna actually gonna teach you the craft and stop yeah. practicing on humans. <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah. you should say that. Be like, babe. I know you want a tattoo. You're not good right now. And it's okay. That's normal. When you do things for the first time, you're not going to be good. We weren't good at podcasting. You know what I'm saying? We probably still are the best. We were bad. Matter of fact, this episode started out a little rough by me. But guess what? We got into a groove. And I feel like we're in a groove. But, um, yeah, yeah, you just got to – I think you should say that to him. Like, look, you're not good right now, but that don't mean you can't get good. You need to stop tattooing your friends. <laughs> you need to stop stop. Yeah. People. Yeah, you need to Start go back to the drawing board. Work easy. on your art. Yeah. Do art. easier Just, designs. Easy yeah. designs. Start small. Yeah. You don't you don't start at the three point line when you're learning to play basketball. You start in the paint. You do layup lines, my nigga. That's it. Layup Come on, bro. Back to the basics. Uh so this was the first inaugural. Uh, I guess a letter bag or mail bag for Model Talks. I think it went pretty well. I think we gave a lot of player advice to people that probably needed it. And this is more advice that, you know, people that aren't around that can actually email us. And I'm going to put our email back in the, you know, the closing uh, comments. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a post. So we're going to start promoting it. Because we haven't been promoting We've been saying on the podcast, but I think on through, throughout everything, Twitter, Instagram, we're going to start definitely promoting it because we give player advice, dog. That was, a good, that was a good session. That was a good, like, that was a good little gym session right there. I said it before. I said, yo, if you want to know what to do, you should ask me. I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> that was a good little gym session. I agree. That was a good little gym session. You know, got some shots up. You know what I'm saying? You know, the first couple of shots was off, but then we got in a groove. Like you said, we got in a groove. You know, we answer some questions role player like, and hopefully, the people that answer ask some questions listen to us and they'll find these quite the, the find answers to their uh, to their questions. 
And I want people to give us the opportunity to confidentiality, uh, confidentially oh, yeah, give for sure. answer. We're not giving out your name or anything like that. Never that, never that, never So, you know what I'm saying? We're not gonna put your business on the street, but we wanna give you advice, you know what I'm saying? Uh, with no intent. So, 100%. as we wrap up, I want to get back to uh, Terry. You can find your spiritual moment of the week. But I will go back to the small business, uh, small business of the week. Uh, my small business of the week is a uh, personal friend of mine and a coworker of mine. Uh, last week, last time we talked with the coworker, might as well. But this was another coworker of mine. His name is Samuel Ash. He is the executive director of the Ash Academy, which is a uh, basically is the arts and STEM academy for the uh, under under. Let me read it actually. Ash is more than just a founding leader's name. The acronym stands for a moniker for each and every student of color we will impact, an inspiring scholar of the at the helm of excellence. The academy is dedicated to enriching academic careers of these scholars through parental engagement, mentorships, and scholarships for students of color pursuing the arts and STEM fields. There's more into that, uh, but I just wanted to highlight my man. You know, that's something that I think a lot of us, especially in our community, don't really f put the focus on with the STEM, the, you know, science, technology, uh, arts, what STEM is a science, Mass. science, technology, Something in math. Engineering. Engineering and math. <laughs> I've been drinking wine for this whole episode, so I'm a little tipsy now. Wait, science, technology, and then engineering, and engineering math. math. Yeah, yeah. So those, if you want to keep it on it, regardless if I can't remember the acronyms, those four categories are what is going to is going to push the the world, the the business world. Anything that is dealing with what we're dealing with, that that if you're if you're in the STEM, the STEM field, you're gonna help innovate the world. And it's important that our people of community, uh, people of color, are specifically black people, black kids, get are into part of fields. It. Yes, because that's gonna that's gonna that's going to push the generations after us, and that's gonna help build our generational wealth. Because in America specifically. You know what I'm saying? We're not farmers and you know coal miners anymore. And we are scientists, we are tech engineers, we are innovators, we need to build apps, we need to build companies and things like that in the tech space. So it's important that we get our black people, our black girls and black boys into this space. And salute to my man at uh, Samuel, Sammy, for creating this nonprofit foundation for for that 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 goal. Our man specifically that also uh RIP Nip that he had built a building for that specific goal as well for building up the uh you know black and brown community in that STEM Academy in that STEM space. So I want y'all to go and look at the Ash Academy, which is spelled A S A S H E Academy. Uh and his website is www.theashacademy.org. Um, but additionally, I want you to look out for his podcast. Uh, 
Uh, it's called the Acad the uh, the Ash Academy podcast. Um, I was on it recently. We talked about token, uh, not tokenism. We talked about POCs. Black does not equal POCs. So we had a real discussion about the word POC, people of color, and how it kind of uh, incorporates how it kind of whitewashes our black struggles and during this time. Um, he's doing the real work about black people in our generation and our futures and things like that. He's connecting a lot of uh, a lot of people together in the struggle um, against white supremacy. Actually, from our discussion, it's not white supremacy, it's white terrorism because white people, white supremacy isn't supreme. Is white terrorism. So we're gonna start using white terrorism now going forward. So um, I want to salute to my man Sammy for doing that and uh, continuing to work in a nonprofit space to help build up our communities. So um, salute to him. I, I value you. I appreciate you, and I want to continue seeing you in my guy. So that's a small business win. Uh, small business of the week. Small black business of the week. Up to you, Terry, for the uh, spiritual moment. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm saying, like I said, I do not have the answers. I just got a lot of questions. But when I do get a little bit of knowledge, I try to give it to the people and give it to all my friends and my loved ones and all the podcast listeners. So <clears throat> today I just want to talk about routine and getting into a spiritual routine. Um, when you make it a part of your daily life, I promise, and you plant that seed in your spirituality, you're going to see it grow. When you invest in it, and you, it's, it's investing in yourself, just like you invest in yourself with your education or, or, or your hobbies or whatever you do to make yourself, to, to, make your, to help yourself grow, you got to do the same with your spirituality. You got to make it a routine. So daily, weekly, you know what I'm saying? And even intermittently throughout the day, whatever you have to do, I want you guys to invest. I want you. I want you. I want the listeners to do it. Whether it be reading your holy book, praying, meditating, or and just writing out your your spiritual goals for that you have for yourself. I wanna. I'm saying, I wanna. I wanna be able to meditate for 30 minutes mm-hmm. once a day. I wanna. I wanna be able to read a chapter in my holy book by this period of time. Setting those goals for yourself, but making a routine. Talking to God daily. Praying daily reading daily, um, meditating daily. And I promise if you do, listen, I'm, t- I'm telling you to do things. I've done it and I've seen the fruits from it. And I'm actually challenging myself and saying this about going back to the routine that got me to, to make the strides that I made before because we all, it's hard to be consistent. Right. And whatever you're doing, it's really hard to be consistent. But when you make that habit and you make it a routine, it just becomes a part of your daily life and it makes it easier. So it's regular for you that you know it's 10 a.m. I'm about to crack open this book. Oh, it's 9 p.m. I'm about to I'm about to sit here in some silence for a while. So spiritual lesson, spiritual spiritual advice for the week is just make your spirituality a part of your routine. I promise you, you plant them seeds, you're gonna see it grow. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be growing like Chris Chris Bush. I mean, you see me out here, sir. <laughs> He don't got an afro yet, but he got, it's a fro. It's not you know, an see, afro. And uh, you see the hand right there, it's for my listeners. I'm going to post this video right now, actually. Take I a picture of me, Terry. Did you go to Sally's? Where'd you get the pick from? Did you go to Sally's? The white man, Amazon. Oh, then you went to Amazon. You got the 
the Black Power Fist from Jeff Bezos. I'm about to take a photo right now, actually, for the people so they can see me. I'm Black Power in the game. You know what I'm saying? It's but like I'm saying, so invest in invest in your spirituality, boy. All right, man. Black power is not white. Black power is not against white people. You got to say that again. Damn, bro, like, we've been systematically depowered. They, bro, what people did they ever try to stop from reading? They said niggas can't read. And um, I want to do a shameless plug. You know what I'm saying? This uh, conversation I had with my man, Sammy on the Ash Academy, his, uh, it'll be dropping uh, next Friday, so this Friday, which is about POCs and our struggle against incorporating the word POC with blackness and how we need to have a real conversation on do we need to incorporate POCs with blackness, our black struggles. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good conversation. Shameless plug, I'm on that zone. You know what I'm saying? But it's one of those things like, okay, well, historically, people of color have been, um, say, I've uh, been racially profiled and have been treated badly by the white man, but they haven't showed us the same respect on our end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you go in the hood. People gonna be biased to their struggle. You're gonna go to the hood and Asian, you know, Asian community or the Muslim community, the Arab community. Are being racist to us. So how do you really like? You know what I'm saying it's like it's one of those. Bro, and it's let's see, it's it's that's always gonna be there because black people do that within black people. That's that's why you know what I'm saying like we we've had the light skin dark skin debate. Like it's people try to do whatever they can do to feel better than someone else. Well, you know what I'm saying well we a person of color, but at least we ain't black. Well, I'm black, but at least I ain't dark skin. Well, I'm dark skinned, but at least I ain't nappy headed. Well, I'm nappy headed, but at least I got hair. Like everyone tries to like that's I feel like that's a a, a human well human kind of thing, but it's it it breaks down to each subset. Everybody wants to feel better than somebody for something other than the work that they do and the production that they make. They want to feel better for something innately that they had nothing to do with. I'm six six foot. Six foot tall people are better than five foot nine people. Yeah, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're not better than me. Yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, so shameless plug when that joint when that joint comes out, I'll put it onto the podcast page. But I want y'all to listen to it. It's a real in depth conversation with all black people because yeah, know, we we need to have those internal conversations before we try to bring it out to the world because that's our problem. We yes. want everybody to be involved in our conversations when it really needs to be honed and it needs to be taken care of inside the house before we let, you know, the outside people in. But, Briss, but I'm going to tell you what it is. This is probably the last thing I'm saying. Black people, we have been, our struggle has been monetizable. So it's natural for us to be like, oh, we having these great conversations, which really need to be behind closed doors, but I can, but there's a market for it. Yeah. So it's like you got a bad like even on this podcast, like we don't we we're given some of the things we talk about really are conversations that we just need to have amongst ourselves, but we're letting you into it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, that's just the thing. We we definitely need to be behind closed doors with most of these shit. With a lot of this shit. For most of this shit, honestly. Cause you can't tell somebody a strategy and then go out there and execute it. You gotta strategize and then go execute. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. You speaking truth. 
I don't know if I said that right, but you know what I mean. We, we know the vibes. Um, all right. Well, listen, uh, Terry, it was great talking to you this week. We got we to gotta really come up, come up with some schedule about meeting each week and a scheduled time about this shit because we've been lacking on the week-to-week content, and that's on our fault, not y'all fault. So that's, that's on us. We're going to get that together in-house. But no, don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna put our money where our mouth is, and that's gonna that's gonna hold us accountable. Correct. So on a on a path to player them, uh, I want to say stay true to true to the code and stay true to yourself and wash your hands, man. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of Mother Talks, man. The safe place for keeping a player. And we'll talk to you next week, man. All right, have a good one. Deuces. All right, deuces. All right. I don't know what's going on Or about this feeling But you got me feeling DJ Jarvis Cause every time I try to leave I'm right back again Yeah And I ain't going nowhere You got me walking on the ceiling so when the times get hard and at night you're all alone oh i'll be the one you call don't tell them where we might we might go perfect and every time you look up baby i'm right there flying in the air so let all of your fears go we never spend the night low we go up up I've been out the way, plotting on my move. It's the perfect yeah, time. Yeah, Trying to make it out, I'm yeah. stressed out, but Shit. know that I'll be, I'll be fine. Dark days, I was by myself, yeah. then was cold time. Still low key, traumatized, but I keep a smile. Drones in the hood now, ain't no more hand in hand. Some advice, think about your moves, got a plan ahead. I'ma be a legend one day, what my mama said. 16, dropped out of high school, I wish I didn't. Never went to prime in my life. But I rock product First snow bunny chose up Look like Madonna Still Mackin had to pop my collar Her mess rocker Been letting go Play the chopper Probably never pop it